Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sexyland.com.au Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech drive the Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Mornings on SEN. Oh, this city will be in full-on footy mode once the tennis is done and dusted uh, next weekend. I like the sound of this, uh, not just because it's Essendon, but any club at this time of the year, this tweet. Fair to say Mason Redmond is taking training very seriously, niggling and elbowing Jake Stringer in the back as his defender, which wasn't well received, to say the least, by Jake. Fight broke out, which players had to separate the two. Not condoning fighting. We like competitiveness at training. Brad Scott, calmly watch on us. We welcome... Josh Gablich to the show, afl.com.au. Josh, uh, Liam Stocker, you reported the news this morning that he's got a chance. He's been signed by the Saints. I'm not quite sure we know how good a player Liam Stocker is yet. What sort of role do you think Ross Lyon will will have him penciled in for at the Saints? Good morning, Jules. Good to be with you. Yes, we've got another SSP, number six (laughs) of the off-season, pre-season. Plenty to talk about in that space. But Liam Stocker gets... Another opportunity. He's been down there since December 5, since they went back for the pre-season. And he's obviously impressed to the point where they've pulled the trigger earlier than expected. So they've they've locked him in for the year. And in terms of role, I think we'll see him across half-back, whether that's at AFL or VFL level. I've seen him do a couple of match simulation sessions. I think we'll get a better indication in the next few weeks when they really ramp up these match sim and get into the practice matches in late Feb. But I think a roll across half-back, I mean, they're pretty well stocked there when you yeah. think about Jack Sinclair's coming off a sensational season where he became an All-Australian and the best and first winner for the first time. They've got Jimmy Webb, so they've got heaps of types in that spot. Ben Patton, Dan McKenzie, all those sorts of types. But he's got an opportunity, so that's what he was after. I mean, I think a lot of people were surprised when he was delisted in September last year and even more were surprised when he didn't get picked up as a DFA and got overlooked in the national draft and the rookie draft. So... I think a lot of, not only St Kilda supporters, but Carlton supporters are quite interested when the news broke this morning. And I think we'll hear from him in about half an hour or 45 minutes. So I'm looking forward to to hearing what he's got to say because he's been quite open about the mental health challenges he's faced since he was delisted. So I think it's going to be a a press conference worth listening to. Absolutely. Just got one here from Dom off our 40 Winks uh, tempo. He said, I'm not there, but people at Arden Street watching Matt Sim have noticed the following delisted free agents uh, involved. Ben Davis, Connor Downey, Nick Stevens, Louis Butler... Um, have they got an SSP stock North Melbourne, or are they just more likely VFL recruits? They've used all their SSP spots. So they used the last one on Liam Shields at yep. the start of the window on December 5. But I believe some of them, and maybe all four of them, have, have signed with North's VFL program. I think they've been quite active looking at some mature age talent to play in the VFL. So a lot of clubs at the moment. I mean, I was out at Hawthorne yesterday, and Cal Brown was training with the main group at, at Hawthorne. They've had Patrick Nace train across the summer as well. So a lot of clubs are 
are topping up with two or three from their VFL program. But yeah, North don't have a spot at the moment because they've taken Liam Shields. So Tyler Brown, as you reported earlier in the week, got stitched up by the Crows under the SSP. How many more are you expecting uh, to get their opportunities in this period? We know probably the one we're, one that we're really interested in is Quinton Narkle down at Richmond, but how many others around the competition or how many other clubs do you think will fill a spot before that SSP is over? Well, I'd expect Collingwood to, to fill a spot. I mean, they're looking at Oleg Markov and Oscar Steen. I mean, Oscar Steen probably makes more sense because he's a Ruckman, 19-year-old, who was overlooked in the draft. They've only got really three Ruckman on their list at the moment with Darcy Cameron, Mason Cox and Aidan Begg. So I don't know how they're going to go with that. I mean, there's obviously a lot of interest in Oleg Markov because he was a surprise delisting at the end of last year as well. And he was coached by Craig McRae and Justin Lippage during all five of his years at Punt Road. So that'll be one to watch. Quinton Narkle, as you said, is, is obviously probably the biggest name that's trolling at a club at the moment. But the one that came up this week, Jules, which which interests me, is Dara Joyce, who's going up to yes. Brisbane. Delisted, obviously, last August from St Kilda after six seasons. And they they went and got Connor McKenna. They beat a lot of clubs to get Connor McKenna and signed him by the SSP in December. Now they're looking at Dara Joyce. And obviously, they're looking at him because Marcus Adams mm. was moved to the inactive list on Monday. And I think there's a real fear now that Marcus Adams won't play AFL again. There's some real concerns yeah. around his health and his fitness and just his quality of life at the moment. And, and Dara Joyce could be that player that comes in as some security. I mean, he's had some interest in other clubs in the past. I know Gold Coast had a really good look at him back in 2021, and he just didn't quite stick under Brett Ratton. So maybe he gets another opportunity. So that'd be one to keep an eye on. Rio Jules, I'm not too sure if you're a TikToker. I hope you're not, given your age and you've got a couple of young kids. But oh, wow. yeah. Hey, 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 easy on the age thing, my man. But no, I'm not a TikToker. <laughs> I'm not a TikToker. You would be, though, young and hip no. like yourself. No, no, no. I mean, I have a browse from time to time, but I'm not on TikTok. But there is a TikTok sensation trolling at Fremantle right now, Jules. What do you He's mean a 100... TikTok sensation? We're not recruiting blokes off TikTok now, are we? No, no. They're, they're looking at him for his football prowess. But I was told they had a, a contract to go across to Sydney for a marketing opportunity in December. But Fremantle came and invited him to train. So he knocked that marketing opportunity on, on the head. This is Sam Stubbs. He's a 25-year-old who played... In the waffle for Perth, he's a forward. There's a, there's a, he's really raw, really raw. Hasn't played too much state league football, but David Walls hasn't been afraid to go to the state leagues. We saw him go and get Corey Wagner in November. He got Liam Reedy, a ruckman out of Frankston. So just keep an eye on this one. They've got one spot. Liam Strong, the brother of Caleb Strong, is also trolling for that spot. So one to keep an eye on. But Sam Stubbs, TikTok sensation, trolling for an SSP spot. <laughs> That sums up 2023, where we're at uh, these days. Talking to Josh dot au. Now, I don't like reading things verbatim off the screen, Josh, but uh, Ben Lyon, this is from our producer, about so you've been, you know, had a look at Melbourne. This is what he's written. Tell us all how good Jacob Van Ruin is and how he will tear the competition apart this year. That is word for word. Gee, there's a lot of hype about this young kid. I know. We've got to be careful with the hype. This guy hasn't played an AFL game just yet, but... I was down there on Wednesday. It was pouring rain. And there's a reason to be excited around Jacob Van Ruin. I mean, there is just something about him. I mean, pick 19, 12 months ago, didn't quite break through for a game late last season. And there were calls to play this guy because yeah. the former Casey was, was really impressive. Pick 36 goals. He had a bag of six one day and a bag of five. But there were some concerns around his conditioning last year. And he's gone away in the off-season and pre-season and, and really improved his... He's running and he's, he's added a few kilos. So just keep an eye on him. I mean, 
You can't expect him to come in and, and, and play every week in just his second season as a key forward. But if you go and watch him and match him at the moment, he's really exciting. Tom McDonald's come back, so there's going to be a, a real battle for some key position spots in that forward line because they really struggled there last year. I mean, Tom McDonald missed the second half of the year with that Liz Frank injury. He's only just come back into full training. And Ben Brown didn't have a great year. So they got rid of Sam Wiedem and Josh Shackey's come in. It's going to be a fascination. But if I'm a Melbourne supporter... Long-term, I'd be very excited about Jacob. So he's not John Coleman. He's not going to come out and kick 12 in his first game, as some Melbourne fans seem to think. I think we've just got to be realistic on this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's 19 duels, but I, I would be excited. I mean, his, his form at VFL level in his debut season was great, and he's really built across the summer. So I'm looking forward to see how he goes in the practice matches, but I'll be keeping an eye on round one with him because I think he's definitely in the frame right now, but it is only January 20. I've had a few Melbourne fans uh, throughout the summer, and I know that have thrown up the idea of Petty going forward. I mean, he did it really late in the final, took a good mark, kicked the goal. From what you've seen, is he just locked in as a defender again, or is that some sort of option for Melbourne this year to just just try and spark that forward line up a little bit? At this stage, I believe he's going to play in defence. That's what I've been told. I mean, they've obviously got May and Lever down there with Petty. I think the belief is that they'll use Petty as a key defender, and who knows, if, if Jacob Van Ruin comes in and plays, they've sort of solved that problem a little bit with, with him alongside a McDonald and a Ben Brown. He can probably play all three. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But Adam Tomlinson's up, and, and he's flying. We can't forget him. He obviously yep. was coming off an ACL. Didn't get a really good look at it last year. Was stuck in the VFL for a large part of the year, but he's going really well. So... They've actually got a lot of options in defence. So it's going to be fascinating what they do because they need to find a key forward, I think, Jules. Ben Brown was the leading goalkeeper in terms of the keys last year. He only kicked 30 goals. So it's been Bailey Fritchin and Cozzy Pickett, not much else. So it's going to be one to watch. Just a couple before I let you go. Uh, Hawthorne, uh, the ruck battle's interesting. I, I really like Ned Reeves as a player, but he obviously had that serious shoulder injury. And they've brought in Lloyd Meek, who has come in to play more senior football. Who, who would have their nose in front there, do you think? Well, Ned Reeves has just come back from a shoulder reconstruction. So he's only a couple of weeks back into the main program. But Lloyd Meek has made a, a really impressive start to his time at Hawthorne. I know it's only mid-Jan, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they go in, in some more matches. I watched them train out at La Trobe Uni yesterday and it was a, a really good good contest. Max Lynch is the other one. But I think Sam Mitchell hasn't been afraid to play two Ruckman. So they could potentially play, play both. Obviously, one of them is going to have to get the, the lion's share of the, the ruck percentage. But I think Lloyd Meek, when you go and get someone and there's six, seven, eight clubs, I think, that were really chasing his signature. And that did go down the deadline. It was one of the last deals. I think it was the last deal with Jay Gromier with a couple of minutes to spare in the trade period. But I think when you're selling a player and he comes in and has a really good pre-season, you're going to have to give him a really good look. So I think he would be in front at this stage. But there's still a fair bit to play out. We'll have to wait to see how they go in the and the match him across February, heading into round one. Yeah, I know Jared Healy's a, a big fan of uh, Lloyd Meek. Um, the D- Bulldogs, where's Adam Trelaw at? Well, a little bit of a concern, Jules. I mean, there is still two months to go between now and their first game of the season against Melbourne, but he hasn't trained with the main group yet. He had ankle surgery back in September. He had a little ankle issue that was sort of nagging away in the second half of last season. There was a hope he'd almost be back to full training by now, but it's just dragging a little bit. So I think we'll know a bit more in the next week or two around him. And there could be some concern around his availability for round one, but there's still enough time. But the worry is when you miss so much of the preseason, you're playing catch-up. Mm. So just the one to watch. Hopefully he gets back, but he didn't train when I was down there out at Braybrook on Monday. But the good one was Sam Darcy back, Jules. He 
obviously didn't train any of last year's pre-season. Missed the pre-Christmas block, but he's back with the main group. So that's a big one because I think he's a real chance of the rising star when you think he's still eligible. Yeah. Those four games late in the year. So he'll be one to watch heading into the round one. Exciting talent. Do you think he plays back again this year? I think so. I think it's going to be one of the good talking points in terms of selection heading into round one is what they do down back because they obviously went and got Liam Jones as a free agent. Alex Keith was in and out of the team late in the year. Ryan Gardner's become a lock. Mm. Josh Bruce is trialling in defence at the moment. He's gone back to where he started his AFL career. So, interesting to see what they do with Sam Darcy. I mean, he, he looked great when he played down there, but he also spent a little bit of time forward in round 23. And I think in that final against Freo, he spent a little bit of time forward. So, it's interesting to see what they do. I mean, they've finally got some, some yeah. real depth at either end with Rory Lobb coming in and Jamara showing some promise last year. So it used to be their midfield that was stacked to the brim. I think that's now a little bit weaker with Lockie Hunter and Josh Dunkley coming out, but their key posts at their end are, are really imposing. Just quickly on Lockie Hunter, what have you noticed with him down at D's training this summer? Well, I watched him go toe-to-toe with Ed Langdon on a wing in about 40 minutes of match sim on Wednesday, and, and he, he got plenty of it. So he's missed a few sessions so far in the season. It's a bit of a flu going through some clubs in, in bits and pieces. I don't think it's COVID. It's not COVID, but there's just a little bit of illness. So he missed a couple of sessions, but he looked pretty good on Wednesday. So they, they, they obviously identified a spot on the wing that they needed to address. That's why they were so into Carl Amon heading into the trade period. And they missed out on him to Hawthorne, obviously. But Lockie Hunter, I mean, this guy's the best in Ferris Widow. We can't forget that. That was only a couple of years ago. He's had some on-field and off-field issues. So if he can get himself right, I think he could come in and play a pretty critical role for them. And they've already got one of the best wingers in the comp in Ed Langdon. So if Lockie Hunter can get back to his best, they're going to have an, an awesome wing combination. Josh, uh, comprehensive as always. Have a great weekend, and I'm sure we'll touch base again next week. Sounds great, Jules. Chat soon. Josh Gabalich from afl.com.au. Red Energy, owned by Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy. Switch to 100% Aussie-owned Red Energy. Hi, it's Julian DeStoop. Join Sam Edmund every Sunday morning from 10 for This Is Your Journey as we bring you the inspirational and amazing tales from the world of sport. On Sunday, we're joined by a man that travels around the United States